joined by Rick Galvez from Alice Divine. It's great to be chatting to you this evening. If I knew nothing about your band, Alice Divine, how would you describe the band's music to me? Yeah, it's definitely a blend of a couple of different styles of metal. So definitely black metal, melodic death metal, thrash metal. I'd say overall, it's closer to like a melodic, a black death sound, you know, stuff like, you know, dissection, necrophobic, you know, bands along those lines. So yeah. if you're into um, bands like that, I'm sure you would definitely like uh, Malice of Iron. But a really cool thing about Malice of Iron that I think uh, separates it from other bands of a similar style is that I think with Malice of Iron, there's an even, even greater emphasis on the guitar solos. Uh-huh. And the velocity of the guitar solo, so I I really like to throw in the lush right guitar stuff to my music too, and also quite a bit of classical guitar, like classical yeah. and non string guitar. So there's definitely like a lot more of that, you know, than like you know we hear in like dissection or necrophobic. Yeah, it's a mighty album. This is some mega tunes on there, but if you could choose <laughs> one one track on the album today to be your favorite, which one would you choose and why? I think I'd have to go with uh, a title track, Everlasting Ascendancy. In my opinion, I think that song just sums up, you know, everything that Malice Divine is about, you know. Just musically, it covers all the bases of the sound, you know, it has like the tremolo picking riffs, the thrashy riffs, you know, some more slightly death metal-y uh, riffs too, you know, plenty of melody, tons of really fast shredding on the guitar, classical guitar section at the end, empowering lyrics. You know, so I think overall it really sums up, you know, the general sound of Malice Divine as a whole. So I got to go with Everlasting Ascendancy, the title track from the newest album. Epic. So can you give us a little bit of insight then into the ideas and inspirations behind the album? I mean, did you draw from the COVID-19 nightmare and what's been going on? Uh, Not really. You know, like I don't think anything really, you know, was particularly inspired by that other than the fact that like you know when I was doing the majority of the writing you know for the album I still had plenty of time because you know the COVID-19 pandemic was still in full swing yeah you know, I had a lot of free time on my hands so I was able to really you know focus on getting you know the songs you know written and ready to get into the studio you know so I think um yeah just having the pandemic you know helped you know get the songs done even faster but um in other ways, no, not really. I don't think uh, the COVID-19 pandemic really, you know, had any sort of influence, you know, on the new album at all, to be honest. Cool. I mean, I've spoken to a lot of musicians and they've said, like, during COVID, they've written, shed loads of music. So have you already got out number three ready and written, waiting? Um, no, I I wish, you know, that'd be really cool. But um, I still got a lot of work to do on the third album, like, I have written quite a bit of riffs, you know, but I have like, you know, sort of like my cell phone. I mm-hmm. just got to just like go through them sometime soon when I'm really, you know, settling down to start writing the third album. But yeah, I got like plenty of uh, cool new riffs on my phone. I just got to, you know, relearn them first and cool. then write some more riffs too as well. Cool. So what's the response been like? I mean, the album released on the 27th, so it's not many days ago. What's the responses from media and fans been like? Yeah, you know, it's only been five days since the release and the reception has already been really damn good. You know, like, I think I've really only heard positive things really about the album. Like, I don't think I heard anything that I could really consider being negative, at least not yet. 
you know. So, um, yeah, I think overall the the reception of the album has actually probably been even better so far than the first album. Because the first album, you know, had a really good reception too. But, like, with with this new album, Everlasting Ascendancy, I, I noticed there's actually quite a bit of people saying that's even better than the first album. You know, like, but that's, um, you know, exceeded their expectations, you know, but they were really pleased with the first one. And then, you know, with the second one, they think it's even tighter, you know, it's more focused, you know, just overall, it is a better record, you know. So that's a really good sign so far. And people, many people seem to really like the album, which is, you know, always great to hear. Cool. And the artwork's stunning as well. So it really is the full package. Do you plans have that framed at your home? Do I have that framed at my home? Uh, yeah. No, I should very soon. Actually, I should get both albums framed. I have uh, my personal copies of both albums actually in my car. You know, it's like whenever I have to drive somewhere, I usually like pop them in. You know, cool. give them listen, you know, very pleased how it turned out. Cool. So, can you give us a little bit of insight into the band's name then? Why Malice Divine? I think, um, you know, it just, I think it's a good fit for like, you know, I guess like, what I, I want to go for as far as like a like the overall sound of the music and also like even just like you know the general lyrical you know content that i read about because you know i i'm interested in you know playing stuff like you know spirituality and paranormal stuff like that and psychology and, and all all that stuff you know so i think um that combined with like you know the overall aggressive nature and the music i think you know really it just fits, you know. I think with a with a name like Malice Divine, you know, it sounds very metal. But at the same time, too, it's also the kind of name where like you can incorporate you know different types of influences. You know, it's mm-hmm. not the kind of thing where you're going to be you know like pigeonholed into having like a, a certain sound. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another reason why I went with the name. Brilliant. So are there plans to like go out on the road at some stage with the band? Uh, yeah, I definitely do uh, want to go out on the road and play a lot of shows. Um, I've actually been meaning to uh, get a live lineup together for a very long yeah. time. I almost had a live lineup actually late last year, back in um, November and December. But unfortunately, that completely fell apart and went to shit. So now I'm just, I'm here, you know, starting all over again and trying to get, you know, a live lineup to actually work, you know. So because I really do want to take these songs out on the road because... I have fans, you know, all over the world, you know, that mm-hmm. I'm sure would love to hear these songs. And yeah. so, yeah, it's just something I've been dying to do for a long time. And uh, I'm sure sometime later in 2023, it's going to finally going to happen. Let's hope so. And if you do, if you don't get across the pond, it'd be really cool if you do some like live feeds, something like that. That'd be epic. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, I really would like to do some live feeds. So about like, you know, fans all over the world can, um, you know, check it out, you know, when it's happening live in the moment. But at the same time, too, I definitely do want to take uh, Malice Divine up on the road, you know, all over the place, you know. I don't want to just play in Canada, you know, where I'm from, you know. Yeah. I got plenty of, uh, you know, fans like where you're from in the UK. Yeah. You know, I got plenty in the United States. I got plenty in Germany, Finland, Sweden, Brazil, you know, tons of places. All over. Yeah, yeah, all over. Brilliant. And of course, being in Toronto, you're sort of quite close to the USA as well, aren't you? So you've got that. And then, yeah, hopefully you can get over the pond. That'd be amazing if you can. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally only about maybe like a two-hour drive away from the American border. Yeah. 
Brilliant. Okay, so if you did get out on tour, who would be the three ultimate bands to, to, to go on tour with you? Oh, man, that's a great question. Well, there are tons of, like, other really good black metal bands out there that I think would be great to tour with. Um, a couple that come to mind would be um, Uwada, spell U-A-D-A. They've been getting quite popular lately, and their music is really good, so it'd be really cool to um, go on tour with them. Um there's actually a really good band that plays a similar style from the UK where you're from called uh, Nankar Sag. Okay, not, sure yeah. you, not sure you've heard of them, but they're really damn good. So that'd be really cool to fucking tour of those guys. I think that would be a really good fit stylistic-wise. And then there's um, from Germany, there's a band called uh, Thule Kandra. Okay. So they play, you know, like a very dissection, you know, inspired type of black metal as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so it'd be really cool to, to like tour of those guys. If on top of that, you know, there are tons of like bigger, you know, acts that I think would be really cool to tour with too, you know, like stuff like, you know, Behemoth, Watane, Belphegor, Necrophobic, you yeah. know, Skeletowish, Apsu, the Shorter 666, stuff like that would be really cool to tour with as well. Brilliant. So, in your mind, who do you think which bad, bad musician has had the biggest influence on the world of heavy metal rock music? What bands have had the biggest influence on metal in general? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a great question. Um, I guess what comes to mind immediately would probably be Black Sabbath because they started the whole thing. Yeah. If it wasn't for Black Sabbath, you know, metal music wouldn't exist. But other than them, you know, there are tons of other bands that had a huge influence on metal, you know, like Metallica being one of them, you know, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, you know, Megadeth, Slayer, yeah. you know. i say, you know, bands like that have been definitely the biggest, you know, influence in metal, for sure. Is there a song written by someone else that you wish you had written? Yeah, you like, um, you know, there are tons of song, dissection songs where, yeah, I kind of wish I wrote those, but at the end of the day, you know, I don't want to be like another dissection going, I want to be like, you know, my own thing, uh-huh. you know. But yeah, like, you know, pretty much the entire Storm of the Lights Band album would be, is like a masterpiece, so it would be cool to have written it, but, you know, I didn't. But yeah. hey, at least I got my own original music, which is, you know, also Absolutely. pretty Absolutely. So when did you first learn and pick up a guitar and what, what was what was your first time ever on stage even? Well, I started playing guitar in the the fall of uh, 2004 when I was uh, 12. So right. I picked up guitar at age 12. I didn't even really start taking playing guitar seriously until it was like around 17 or 18, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And then I, yeah, I think around 16, yeah, 16, 17 or so is when I started taking it more seriously. And then when the first time I ever was on stage was with my first ever band. Uh, called Oniromancy. I was 19, actually, when I first ever went on stage with that. And it was a similar style to like, what I'm doing with Mouse of Vine, but nowhere near as developed. Mm-hmm. So it was a more primitive version of what I'm doing now, or primitive, less refined version of Mouse of Vine. So yeah, that was my first show ever. I believe that was summer of 2011. Yeah, when I was 19. That's uh, the first show I ever played. Wow, okay. So if there was a heavy metal song about yourself, what would it be called? 
<laughs> Good question. I don't know. Probably just like any Malice of Vine song, really, because, you know, a I lot of my lyrics, you know, you know, comes from a very personal place inside of me. So I think, you know, pretty, you can name like, you know, pretty much any Malice of Vine song, I think, could be about me in one way or another. Cool. So can you give us four words that describe Malice Divine? Good question as well. Um, empowering. That's definitely the first one, you know, that comes to mind. Assertive, for sure. Very assertive music. Powerful. And then the fourth one. Hmm. It's a tough one. I think um, inspiring. Inspiring. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, so it's just five questions now. So either or either. So the first one is festival or small intimate gig. Well, do you mean as as far as like my per personal preference, like yeah, what that which one you prefer? Yeah, either or either. Okay. Well, the thing is, first of all, I've never played a big festival. Right. I've only ever played club gigs. You know, with my previous bands. Yeah. So. Um, from my personal experience, that's that's the only thing I really know. I don't know what it's like to perform, you know, a big, you know, festival. So yeah. I guess for that reason, I have to go with a festival just because I haven't done it yet. And that's definitely something on my bucket list to do for sure. I definitely do want to play some big festivals, you know, one day. So for that reason, I got to go with the festivals. Cool. Vinyl or digital? I don't have any vinyls, but I, I got to go with vinyls because I kind of have been thinking about starting a vinyl collection for right. a while now. I just haven't had the money to like actually go ahead and do it yet. But uh, um, yeah, I think that would be really cool, you know. So personally for me, I got to go with vinyl, even though technically I do like do digital streaming from like Spotify mm. and YouTube and stuff. But um, yeah, I got to go with vinyl because I haven't done it yet. Brilliant. Okay, so maple syrup or beer? I don't drink anymore, so okay. I gotta go with maple syrup. I've actually been sober for three years now. Three That's years. Brilliant. Sober. That's Thank really you. good. That's really good, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to be back on the wagon as well. It's been two months for me now, so yeah. Um, okay, so the next one. Um, are you a saint or a sinner? Hmm. Both, because I think everyone is a bit of both to yeah. some extent, you know. So we're all saints, we're all sinners, you know, in different contexts, you know, to different people, you know. Yeah. So it all depends on the context. So yeah, both. Absolutely. Okay, and the final one is death metal or traditional heavy metal. Death metal for sure. I knew you'd say that. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely death metal. Like, don't get me wrong, there are a couple of traditional metal, heavy metal bands I really like. Yeah. But overall, I definitely listen to way more death metal than I listen to traditional heavy metal. So, yeah. And I, overall, I do enjoy it as a style, you know, much more. So, death metal, hands down, no question. Brilliant. Well, I want to thank you so much for your time. And hopefully, we, you, you do get over, over the pond um, yeah. when you get your bands together and that. Do you have yeah. any final words for your fans, our viewers, and listeners? Yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, thank you to every single one of you who have supported my music, you know, in any way, shape, or form. 
you know, it means the world to me because, you know, I'm 